0: Oh <laughs> Show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network.
1: All right, everybody, we are ready to roll. Right on time, welcome aboard. This is a live broadcast, Friday, September 1st, 2023. And uh, welcome wherever you're tuning in around the world. We've got a real special treat, as I mentioned. Uh, we're honored to be here today with Pastor Louie and Rose Betancourt, Of Miracle Valley in Arizona. Brother Louie, Sister Rose, welcome. How are you doing today? We're doing great. great.
0: Thank you for asking and it's an honor to be on your program.
1: Man, I'm excited to be here with you and uh, Sister Rose, would you like to open us up in prayer today?
2: Why, certainly. Father God, I thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, I thank you that you are a God of all possibilities. When something looks like it's not possible, Lord, you make all things possible. And Father, I thank you for our listening audience today, that, Father, whatever you want to present to them today to take to their heart and become revelation, Lord God, that you will do that today. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, for um, your presence and your anointing that destroys every yoke in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen,
1: Amen. Again, welcome everybody and folks. If you would like to get a friend to tune in, just send them over to OmegamanRadio.com and uh, they can tune in live. Uh, we're broadcasting on the website, also Mixlr and uh, Shoutcast server. And uh, well, with that, we're going to get started, uh, folks. Um, Miracle Valley is a true miracle valley. Uh, Brother Rose, excuse me. Brother Louie and Sister Rose, uh you've got a very unique story. And uh, just to lay a little bit of groundwork, it was about 18 months, going on 2 years ago, folks, that I began to look in on the um legacy of one of the world's greatest evangelists, the late A.A. A. Allen, and a city that he literally built out there in the desert, right there on the Mexican border, in a place called uh, Hereford, Arizona, Cochise County. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong with any of my facts. I'm still learning, but, um, and I saw the remnants of the uh, the church and some, and I was looking into the amazing history, and I said, uh, "What's going on with that?" And I began to do a little bit more research, and next thing you know, I came across. Of uh, the website of Pastor Louis and Rose Betancourt who are pastoring the uh, Miracle Valley Church down there and and have been uh, caretakers and stewards of this place for many years. And uh, I decided one day, hey, I'm just going to reach out. Maybe I can get a hold of him. I'd like to find out more. And uh, I got the phone number of uh, Brother uh, Louis Betancourt, and he's one of the nicest guys I've ever had an opportunity to talk to. And uh, Brother... I don't know how many Thank times you. I called you as I was pulling all nighters, trying to pick your brain on the history of uh, Miracle Valley, and uh, I don't know. I just don't know what has driven me, but I've just been obsessed with uh, learning as much as I could and uh, watching the old programs and getting to talk to you about your time there in Miracle Valley, because uh, they're right there at Ground Zero of where it all happened. Uh, what was called the revival camp, camp meeting capital of the world and uh, I said all that to say this and I'm going to give you the mic. Brother um, Louie and Sister Rose God spoke to me in my spirit and told me the same miracles that you're witnessing on the program that they were doing there nearly I guess it's 50 years ago. Uh, miracles Today TV program, a TV program that was uh, broadcast nationwide Uh People being healed, delivered, saved, miracles, creative miracles. Same God then is the same God today, and uh, it left me with a question: Why aren't we seeing that kind of stuff today? Same God, uh, we should and we can. And uh, I don't know. I just I just had a hunger to learn more and uh, knew there was something missing in my own spiritual walk with the Lord. Not seeing the kind of stuff that you would see there on a regular basis, so that kind of started the journey for me, and uh, that's how I've I've come to uh, know the Benton Courts because uh, they play a very integral part in uh, Miracle Valley. And maybe we should go back to the beginning. Uh, are y'all originally from Arizona? How did you get to Miracle Valley?
0: Well, first of all, brother, I just want to say I, I thank you for your friendship and your and your fellowship with um, Rose and I. You have been a kindred spirit. When we get on the phone, and and mind you, I know we're in different time zones, but when we get on the phone, brother, we end up talking an hour or two. And we go, oh my gosh, and you're into two or three o'clock in the morning. So I apologize about that sometimes, but we have the same desire: revival and God moving and seeing demons run. So I appreciate your, I appreciate you really, really a lot Thank brother. You. Um, but we came from Rose and I got married about 17 years ago. She was in New York and I was in California. I can tell you the story, but we'll be here another two days. So, um, we got together, we had, uh, a, um, a, a, this in our heart to, for, for revival and, um, and, um, I'm sorry, we just had a phone call coming in, Revival and and Ministries, and then we we ended up at Rhema Bible College, and um, we, after our graduation, we happened to drive through Arizona, going back to California, because that's where I'm originally from, so that's where we were living before we went to Rhema Bible College in 2008, and we seen that the property of A.A. Allen was just desolate and dormant at the time, so we went and had some uh, lunch with the prior owner. He told me his story, and I told him, hey, listen, whenever you get the property back, let me know. I'll be a huckleberry. I'll work out here like crazy. I'll do whatever you want me to do, brother. And that's what I told him, not knowing that in 2010, um, that in 2014, we're going to end up owning it. Um, Are you still there? Oh, yes, sure. You're coming through loud and clear. Okay, good. Uh, We had a couple of calls coming in, but... Um, so in 2014, and interrupt me anytime you have a question, Shannon, please, and um, any of your viewers too, if they can send you, uh, uh, you know, a message request. Um, in 2014, we ended up on the property in February and registered as a nonprofit, so this way we wouldn't get charged taxes. So um, because when we bought the property, it was purely on faith. We didn't have a single dime or a penny. We just stepped out of faith and made an offer, and God took care of the down payment. I mean, within putting down the phone, the next day the down payment came in. I didn't have the down payment for the property, and um, but it did come with um, some restrictions, like you know, it did have back taxes that the the prior owners were supposed to take care of, and they didn't. Um, but God knows, you know, God knows all of it. But um, I had a gentleman here that had a you know a good ministry here, helping the homeless and stuff, and he sat me down. And um, wanted to know our story, so I told him the whole story. And um, after he listened to us, he got up and looked at me. He goes, "Brother, you're supposed to be here because I offered them eight hundred thousand dollars for the property, and you offered them three seventy five on payments, and they t- and they took your your offer before mine. So you're supposed to be here, and we're and, and we still haven't released this place." Um, i'm going to just go roll forward eight years the lord told me that on the eighth year and he always's been talking to me on eight new beginnings um, on um, on our, on our eighth year here which i believe was 2020 20, 20, 20, 20, 21 is when we got to serve papers to get off the property well I, I thought on the eighth year we're actually going to you know god's going to bring in the finances for it and we're going to do you know we're going to start doing a little bit more on the property and so forth because there's 14 buildings and they were pretty well dilapidated. The the, the sewage system needed to be um, redone. And we had a, a local company here offered to donate that $600,000 system. And Herman and her uh, testimony about Alan was, was pretty powerful also. But um, so we ended up getting off the property And um, luckily, we were purchasing property across the street because we wanted to tie in the commercial strip that was directly across the street from Miracle Valley. We wanted to tie it to the Bible College and start different businesses here so we can actually um, not only have a Bible College, but a vocational center tied to the Bible College too. So our first purchase was right across the street from the entrance. Um, there was a gas station and Shell Gas Station built it in 1959 because there was no gas stations out here. So they built it in 59, knowing that Allen had basically started a town across the street and he purchased two more um, sections of 480 acres um, in the neighborhood and started a whole neighborhood. But we bought this gas station here. It was a Shell Gas Station and of course it was shut down and um, again, I stepped out in faith I didn't have a single penny for the down payment the Lord told me exactly what to tell the real estate uh, agent, I did, she came back with, okay, it's yours we need a down payment I said, I'll give you uh, um, the down payment tomorrow, it came in the mail and then a week later, the rest of it came in, so that was a <laughs> that's another story wow. in itself, the way it came in
1: Now, Go I want to I want to back him up just a minute for those that are tuning in. Good. And um, good may have not heard before uh, about a place called Miracle Valley. Uh, let me just insert this story. I was um, I was running a business. I hadn't started the ministry yet, but but I was uh, doing a business and I was uh, over in the nation of Panama at the time, and uh, I was selling herbal supplements online, and I had myself based here in a little hub uh, back in North Georgia which was my main office, and uh, while I would be working on the business, I would, you know, sometimes be cruising the internet when I had a break, and I was interested in the subject of deliverance and revivals, and uh, again, again, it was about 2005 or so, I'm on YouTube, and I come across this guy um, named A.A. Allen, and I'm watching some black and white uh, excerpts of some of his revivals and I began to look into who this guy was, and I saw he was a big tent revivalist and uh, believed in deliverance and miracles, full gospel. And uh, uh, my uh, my own grandparents, uh, when I grew up, they were also in the ministry, and they pastored churches for most of their life. So I, I called my grandparents, my grandmother and granddad Weber, and I said, hey, granddad, um, I'm on the Internet, and there's this guy named A.A. A. Allen. Uh, he was a big tent revivalist, you know, back in the era of like uh, – Oral Roberts and Jack Coe and uh, others that would come along. I said, who is this guy? Do you ever get to see him? And he said, hey, Alan, of course I know him. I said, you get to see him? He said, yeah. One time he came to Atlanta, my granddad told me, and had a Big tent revival. And granddad said he had one out there and heard him preach. So he was very familiar with him, but of course I, I didn't know any of the history. And uh, fast forward, over the years... Uh, I would run into some A. E. Allen videos on YouTube, and some of them I would tune into, and uh, I said, this is just an amazing man of God in ministry, and then I found out about this place called Miracle Valley, and uh, I saw some videos, and it showed part of a complex there that was uh, part of the city that they built out there, so uh, that's kind of my history coming up to date, and I uh, I want you to tell people a little bit about what is the history of Miracle Valley. Um uh, at one time, it was just a big patch of desert out there. How did A.A. Uh, a. Allen uh, come about um, moving? I think he was up probably based up in, in Texas and maybe before that Colorado or something. But how did he end up down in Arizona, and how did this place where you all live uh, come to be called Miracle Valley?
0: What's well, the um, history on it? Um, well, A.A. A. Allen... Um, was a pastor in a church, I think it was in Texas or Colorado, I can't nice. remember where, and he ended up um, going to a old Roberts revival tent meeting, and he went there, and he came back with this with this unction and his spirit, saying, I can do the same thing too, because God is, you know, God doesn't favor anybody, so he says, right. I can do the same thing too, so he approached his board Uh, members at the church, and he says, hey, we should be doing this, tent revivals, blah, 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 and that didn't settle good with the board, and so he ended up leaving that and starting his ministry, and he ended up buying um, the tent from the late, great um, Jack Cole. He purchased that tent, 22,000 man tent from, um, from Jack Cole's wife, and that's what, you know, um, he used for his ministry now whether he had a smaller tent when he started off that that you know i don't know the whole story there but i remember the story of um, jack cole's old tent he ended up buying it um so that's what he started his ministry with and then he wanted to um of course you know this was in the in the early 50s probably late 40s and then he wanted in in 19 about 1957 58 he wanted to start a training center and he was up in phoenix at a at a um a revival that he was having there and urban line decker had a piece of property and about a year before that um god put it on his heart to give it to aa a. allen not knowing that aa a. allen was even looking to start a bible college you know and um this story was just refreshed to me lately because I found a pamphlet that Alan put out in 1958 and the whole story's on there. And we can put it on our website or, or mail it out to anybody that wants the whole story. But Urban Decker was 21 years old, 1958, ended up going to the CAT meeting over there and he approached A.A. A. Allen and says, I got this piece of land for you and I want, want you to have it. It was 480 acres and Alan said yes. So the next day they got in the car him and this twenty-one-year-old. Here's Alan with his twenty-one-year-old wanting to give him a piece of property, and uh, they drove all the way out to Miracle Valley. And sure enough, that's you know just a, a, a desert with a little ranch house in it, you know. And um, so, um, Urban Decker actually tried to sell the property first to give Alan the money so he can go ahead and do whatever he wants with it. But um, er, you know. The last person that wanted to purchase the property off of Urban Decker, when they were sitting down at the table signing the paperwork, he went blind. So, therefore, he decided, you know what, I think the Lord just wants me to give Alan the property. So oh,
1: yeah. So, uh, Urban Decker is this young man, and uh, him and his brother had this inheritance, I guess, of, you know, uh, large, Correct. His, uh, his brother, Joe. Tracks of land there in the area yeah. there, Cochise County, Hereford, and um, I think that's a very important detail. Uh, at that time, A. E. Allen, who was in the uh, Assemblies of God, him and his wife Lexi, you know, he was a um, he was a traveling evangelist. He would uh, speak in churches, pack those out, and then they begin to do what many did that day: big tent revivals. And uh, you know, he believed in power evangelism, preaching the gospel with signs oh, yeah. that follow. Deliverance, healing, creative miracles, uh, big calls for evangelism. And, uh, I think, um, if my, if my memory serves me correctly, there were some in the church that, at that time, probably today too, that, uh, weren't too pleased with him because, um, they, I think they wanted him to hold meetings in their churches, but nobody had a church that big <laughs> that could hold no. mega church, no. uh, numbers of people at the time. So I guess at, at some point in time, he, um, he broke away and um, began his own, basically ministry, and um, exactly. you know uh, he's traveling. But uh, God had put it on his heart, as you mentioned, to uh, settle down somewhere and have a base camp. Well, di- it didn't isn't the story that um, Line Decker again, um, as you mentioned, he tried to sell it to a guy. The guy walks in, is getting ready to sign it, goes blind, and the man says, uh, "Hey, hold up here." Something is not right here, and they actually exactly. had to walk him out the door, right? And he, he he can't see at that point. What happened when he got out the door? That brother,
0: I do not know. Okay, I was telling Rose yesterday. I says, I don't care how blind I am, I'll I'll sign the paper anyway and still buy the property. But I will you know, tell I you what the, happened: the guy went to, into a Shocksville you know, and said, "Forget this. I'm not going to do this if I'm blind." You know, he's
1: blind. Um, he walks out the door, his vision comes back, he says, To hell with this. I'm a you know I have that word. This isn't for me. Now folks, God didn't want Urban to sell that property to that man. God had no. a plan for a man, God's man of faith and power, so I'm gonna give it back to you. Um Urban doesn't sell it to him, he's at A. a. Allen's tent revival, and God tells him to give it to a. a. Allen. Now, um what happened at that point? How um how did the transfer
0: what go? Well, can you imagine poor Urban Leindecker has this inheritance from his parents and um, and he's 21 years old. And of course, his brother says, you know, you're crazy. Why are you giving this property over to, um, you know, this, this healing evangelist, yeah. you know, and actually Urban Leindecker's family, his brother, they were trying to put him in a sane asylum and, you know, claim wow. him as a crazy person, you know. But you know he, he he kept up with what God wanted him to do, and he, he did. did. a matter of fact, I was honored to meet him. Rose and I. Oh wow! He was in his last he was in his last days when we when we got here, and we went into a um, care home, and um, something came over me, and he kind of looked at us. He couldn't really talk as very well, and something came over with me, and I I spoke into his ear. It's it's time to go home. You've been a good faithful servant, and within a week he was gone amazing so amazing it was a really honor it was honor to meet him you know what I mean it, it, it was yes it, it was to me it was an honor to meet him you know because we were here for a lot of critical times like that too <clears throat> with 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 certain people like Buford Dow you know he was part of aA a. Allen he was also part of um, Jack Cole I mean Jack Cole um, you know his organist actually couldn't make it to one of the tent revivals. And Jack Cole calls in uh, Buford Dow into his office and says, listen, do you know how to play an organ? And he goes, no. He goes, you will tonight. Give me your hands. And he prayed over his hands. And Buford Dow was playing, you know, his organ and singing from day, that day on. And he played for a lot of the great revivalists like, you know, A.A. A. Allen. And then there was, um, what's that other gentleman's um, name that was in, in town here that had a church? Uh, oh, um
2: the older guys yeah yeah, more.
0: yeah 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 <laughs> but Henry, i forgot his name but he was a blessing too and and he was that you know he was part of um alan's ministry too and he came from london and he helped out um um alan in in london to get a, a venue because he couldn't get anything so he had him come over here to miracle valley from london and he wanted him to run the bible college but um he, he he decided he didn't want to. When I come up with the name, I just, I can't believe I forgot his name because we were really close to him and so forth. And
1: so, but good. Um, um, but going. Oh, go ahead. Leindecker. So Leindecker uh, didn't sell it. He the Lord told him to give it to him, and um, he said, "Brother yeah. Allen, you want this property?" And then Brother Allen agreed. Now, correct. He takes And he property.
0: bought another section from him at the time too. Okay. That's where he ended up with two square
1: miles. Folks, this man has such a love for the Lord and obedience to the Lord. He gave the whole property away. And I think maybe for paperwork, they had it like for a dollar or something. Uh, yeah. Sold it for a dollar. But uh, I think he even offered to give Brother um, uh, Allen his uh, trailer, maybe even a car, if I recall. But at any rate. Yeah, he gave him a pickup truck. Okay, that's a right. A Ford pickup truck. Now, um, for people who haven't been there on the ground, uh, where is this located geographically uh, when we say Miracle Valley? It's actually
0: three miles away. Uh, it's three miles north of the Mexican border, in between Palomino's and Sierra Vista, Hereford. Um, it's north of Naco, kind of like um, west west north of Naco. If anybody knows where Naco's at, um, so that that's where we're at. Okay, and. Um- so- the now, gentleman's name
1: was Pete Hawker. I'm sorry. I had, to, oh. I had
0: to spit it out before I forget
1: it again. <laughs> well, I like details, so you know me. I'm going to write that down, Pete Hawker, because I'm learning. Um, so now this property has been given over to the Lord and uh, for Brother Alan to take and use. Uh, so what do they do? They've got this big uh, stretch of land. Uh, what happens next? Oh, it was within hours
0: of that meeting in Phoenix, Within hours, if not the next day i 'm pretty sure it was within hours when he donated that, people started getting up and donating things. you know somebody donated a fifty thousand um, dollar block machine to build the blocks, and they just needed four thousand dollars because the guy said he 'll donate it for four thousand it cost him only you know it cost him fifty thousand that came out of Texas. They raised the money immediately for that, and there was um Somebody else donated. I think it was fifty head of cattle, um, white white faced um, Hereford um, cattle, um, and it was just within within days. It was like a everybody came out here to help him out. You know, he had a following before he got here, so it wasn't like you know he was a new minister on the block. He had a a following, and and it, you know it a lot of people know him across the nation. As a Matter of fact, you didn't even have to put an address. On any envelope that you say sent to A.A. A. Allen, just put his name in there and put it in the mail, and it got to him. So that's they how well known he was.
1: Building the revival camp meeting capital of the world. Um, in fact, even the very name Miracle Valley was it um, added by A.A. Allen Revivals once they began to build up over there? Got their own zip Correct. code, even? Correct. They
0: had their own zip code, They're, they had their own post office on the campus. Um, and, and matter of fact, that was abandoned in 1983. I did find a postcard wow. on eBay on eBay with that stamp and the abandonment sticker or whatever it was on there. But yeah, it was just you know he he had a vision for a great town out here. Matter of fact, I think it was on the March March magazine because they printed their own magazines and there were full colors out here. Of course, they had their own magazines before too. But when he got here, they started. Uh, I guess it was a three-color magazine printer, and on the magazine, he had this whole vision of a whole city out here, and and right on the front page of it, he had the the picture of it and the vision that he had.
1: Now, Sister Rose, jump in anytime you like. Uh, so the the property has been donated, and they yes. begin to build uh, a headquarters there, a church, uh, broadcasting from there, uh, record production. Printing, uh, printing. Now, did they have a school there, too? Yeah, they had a high school. Uh, they had a
0: kindergarten to high school um, and also um, the college for the
1: for the Bible college students. The Bible college, a Miracle Valley Bible College. And so this thing training, begins to, tra- to training. He called it the training center. I okay. just want to make sure. Now, what was the purpose of uh, building the Bible college? What was their vision to do? To basically, oh, they,
2: well, they were. Sister Rose. they were school. going to, yeah. They um, he, basically, his vision was to teach and train other individuals to do what he does and spread it around the world. That so was his vision. Okay, to train and
1: equip people to event, spread the gospel, evangelize, and uh, yes, and they they actually were successful in, in doing this, and. Uh, of course um, if you follow the story brother Allen would uh, continue they would take the caravans on the road and do tent revivals around the country and they start the TV program radio show um yeah i'm kind of um, fast-forwarding a little bit That was ongoing already before That was ongoing before
0: they got here but they used to call their students um you know people would call their students Allenites Oh. because they were like little oh, Allen.
2: <laughs> here, here's a little nugget about the school. What we learned was that A.A. Uh, Allen was very strict about his students conducting themselves in a godly manner. So he kept the males and the females always were separated. They were never allowed to talk to each other, uh, commune with each other. And he said, because you're here to learn. So we thought that was very interesting. Now, Sister Rose, uh, kind of give us a
1: layout of uh, some of the buildings that people may see when they look at pictures of Miracle Valley. There's this thing that has like a multicolored dome. Is that called the cathedral? Was that the church?
2: No, yeah, it, it was the tabernacle. Tabernacle, okay. And uh, the top, yeah, the the very top of the dome was, was used as a prayer tower. People would go up there. and just go up there and pray. Even Alan himself would go up there with Buford Dowell, his organist, and they would spend hours up there praying.
0: And Sam Nix.
2: Sam Nix was there. He would take over. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, and also, well then, also like what's left here now, there's a, when you come into the property, um, on the left side is a cafeteria that they used to uh, operate out of. And then across from that is a ad, administration building,
0: which originally was a wood, sh- wood shop.
2: Uh, well, which originally was a, a wood shop. Okay. Um, and and behind that were the classrooms, and then behind that is a library. Uh, behind that was a child care center. Actually, it turned out to be that eventually.
0: Yeah. Um, at first, that that particular building, which was in between the library and the girls' dorm, uh, they built that in 1966. And you can see that film of that being built in a promo that Alan did in 1966. And we have it on our, on our YouTube channel, which is Miracle Valley Today. And um, that building was Another small dorm with a little chapel in front of it.
1: So they had. Yeah,
2: so the, they also they had. Go ahead.
1: They had the uh, the church there, the cathedral.
2: Uh, they had that, yeah, and, and then um, right next to that uh, was something called the Pool of Bethesda, which was uh, basically a healing house. There's 12 bedrooms in there, and two people would occupy Very sickly people would occupy the rooms. They would send the students in there to intercede and pray for those people until they got healed. The people, the healed people, would leave, and they would bring more sick people in. So they called it the Pool of Bethesda. And at one point, it was uh, the worship center before they built the tabernacle.
0: Yeah, every building that was built there, like let's say, for example, the the cafeteria, that was the first major building that was built that was large they always used it as a um, place for students to sleep a a dorm and they also used it to feed people of course because it was a cafeteria but they used it as as a church so every huge building that they built because the, the large tabernacle wasn't finished until 1964 and the dome that's on there now wasn't actually built until 1969 so each building was actually you know used for um for church, as it evolved, then they established it to its particular use. Like, for instance, the Pool of Bethesda, they turned it into a healing house.
2: So folks, and then also there. There was uh, behind the Pool of Bethesda, there is um, little apartments. They were couples' apartments, married couples' apartments, students. Um, they and this is what's left on the property is what I'm alluding to, um, and also. Uh, there was a um, behind the pool of Bethesda. Um, it looked like some kind of a garden, and it had a huge um, grill back there. That every year that A. A. Allen would have uh, picnics there, he would grill a big pig up on the on the, on a grill, and he and he would actually you know feed the feed the people that would come, and he loved he loved people. Half a cow. Half a cow, half a cow. They had uh, a lot of cattle there, so I guess they ate a lot of meat, too. Oh, that's <laughs> but important. Anyway,
0: Nothing wrong with that. That's so then, important. of
2: course, there was the guys oh. in the girls' dorm. And oh. if you go further back into the property, there used to be a huge gymnasium, but it, it got burned down. So what's left there now is a, hu- a huge cement slab. And part of the 220,000-member tent, pieces of the tent that Alan... Uh, would preach out of is a uh, remnants of it is, stu- is still on that cement block um, you know just falling apart
0: it was a, the administration office that was in the back it was forty seven thousand square foot building and that housed the printing press, the record press, the gymnasium, all the administration offices it had back there a safe that was like maybe twenty by twenty in diameter. It was pretty large. And that they had their canning facilities in the back, and you know it was just everything was there. But that was burned down in 1981.
2: Now,
1: also, oh, go ahead. What you've described here is uh, a massive building project. Uh, They started with just desert, and then they began to build. And uh, people around the country came in and helped and donated, and they built a church that, as I understood, could seat about 2,500 people. Um, Exactly. And they had plenty of room, so you could set up a big tent out there. They began to have local church, revivals, of course, uh, a Bible college out there with dormitories, uh, printing press uh, for books and records. And um, is it true that they had like an operating farm there too with animals and they even grew food?
0: Yes, just east of the the, um, tabernacle – um, there was a, a dairy that was also there too so they had you know, their own dairy they had their cheese and milk that they would deliver to the local people in the
1: area too. Now here's a question you're in the desert you're going to need some water they get out there did they have, uh, did they have city water? How do you get water out there? What happened?
0: Well at Allen had three wells. One of them was at Leindecker's homestead, which is now purchased by somebody else, but that well there, they just what they did is they just enlarged it, you know, to produce more water. Then he went over to the Bible College and they dug that well. At the time, Urban Leindecker, of course, was still alive. This was 1958 when they dug that well out. That well he they went down about and it was right behind the tabernacle they went down about 100 feet and the uh, driller was having problems getting water out of it. Urban Line Decker had a dream the night before because Urban Leindecker was a... a he, he was a prophet. So he went up to the driller and said, listen, this is what's going to happen. You're going to dig that. You're going to keep on drilling. 100, 200, 300. You're going to go down to 800 feet and your drill's going to get stuck. Wow. The minute it gets stuck, you're going to cut that drill off. The drill head is going to fall into that hole and you'll start getting water. As soon as he said that to the driller, just like he said it in his dream, or he seen it in his dream, that's how it happened. So Alan, of course, jumped on and said, "That's our miracle well." So that's what he called the miracle well. And there has been many healings that I've that I've um, um, heard of, and I've also passed that water around to other people, and they've had you know healings from that. And On the 10th year of uh, Miracle Valley, which is 1969, I have a DVD someplace, and I can't find it, but I will. And it had Alan talking about that well at the 10-year anniversary of Miracle Valley and how it came up and and the miracles that they had from it.
1: Amazing. Folks, can you imagine? Over 800 feet. But they knew exactly where to drill because God told them where to do that well, and they got it at the exact depth. Now, today in 2023, does that well still put out water?
0: That well just puts out water <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. It'll pump out 1,400 gallons per minute. It's, Holy an, ag- cow. it's an ag well, so it's still there. Um, and then in the neighborhood, they 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 um, installed their last one, and that was for the neighborhood. So he had actually three wells that he had put out here now, now they're owned by different people at the time right now different individuals but they're still
1: here okay that's a very important detail so they have the main property there and over time uh, their holdings uh, got up to almost what 2,000 acres yeah uh, in all yep. um, now you've got a main highway road or main road in front of the uh, the church what is that called there highway, highway 90- 92 okay now, you can go from the property, just right across Highway 92, and there's another big area, uh, which uh, Brother Allen also picked up. Tell us about the America Valley subdivision over there. What is that? That's actually two
0: sections that were up for sale, and they purchased them in 1958 also. I have the original blueprints, and the, the names out here were different at the time, and then they changed into biblical names but we own one of the um um well actually three of the properties across the street on ghost rider lane um, which is right across the street from the miracle valley entrance and it was a shell gas station that um, shell corporation actually built so what but, was this you know, like there's a whole subdivision here
1: a big subdivision so i heard some number like 480 acres or something um Actually, two sections. I think it was over eight nine hundred acres. Actually, holy cow! Now, what was their plan to create a uh, subdivision for Christian people with like um, and and they did. Part of the
0: deeds were you cannot smoke or drink (laughs) when you bought this property, and that that was uh, in the warranty deeds when you bought them. I don't know what happened since because we have a lot of problems here in the neighborhood.
1: Somebody wanted to come down uh, and uh, live there, local, and go to the church. uh, They might uh, buy a property there and think of this, folks: a a planned Christian community with special uh, names—Deliverance Way, Chariots of Fire Drive. What were some of the other names? Healing Way, Cana, Cana,
0: Joy. Of course, Deliverance you mentioned. Olive. Olive. Ghost Riders Lane. I don't know where Ghost Rider comes in, but
2: that has to do with. Preaching the gospel.
0: Oh, okay. So we're we're on on preaching the gospel lane right now,
1: <laughs> folks. Imagine that a, a true planned uh, Christian community. You know, I'll tell you. There's another one who did some something like this similar. Uh, Y'all familiar with the name Howard Hughes? Yeah. So you know the eccentric um, recluse billionaire, but back in the uh, the '60s, when you know '50s, when Las Vegas was just desert too. He had this vision to get out there, and he bought up this big swath of desert that today is um, uh, a reality. It's called Summerland. If you ever up there, I lived there before I moved to Indonesia, and uh, it was uh, named and created by uh, none other than Howard Hughes. He bought the property, and then they turned it into a city. It's a very nice area. In fact, uh, you know, there's been many visionaries like this that uh, thought about just turning nothing into something great, and so God is guiding Brother Allen, and uh, he spent a lot of time on the road, of course, preaching and doing the tent revivals. Fast forward. Uh, the Lord takes him home in 1970. Um, what a shock for many people. God's man of faith and power. He's no longer with us. Um, that's when the story turns, and it begins to kind of uh, take a dark turn. Um, what happens in 1970 after Brother Allen dies? Well, he's having a cat meeting here and he
0: prophesies that this place would become... Now, I mean, this prophecy is a shock to everybody. This place would become dormant and desolate. A ghost town, basically. Wow. A new people will come. It will be rebuilt better than it was before and then a great revival will hit and go around the world. I'm getting goosebumps when I say that. Wow. But... um, And that's what he said. A month later, he passes away. Now, we were on the property about two years, three years into the property. And, you know, we get, you know, people always coming over visiting, you know, some of them are old students and everything else from back in the day. And this one couple says, We were here at the time when he gave that prophecy. Mind you, we were. Wow. We were. Going to this Bible college, we were just teenagers, and Alan gives his prophecy at a cat meeting, and then he dies. She says, can you imagine? We're just walking around like zombies going, now what? You know what I mean?
1: Yes, absolutely. So that
0: kind of put a period, or a, more than a period. It put a comma on it for me, you know? <laughs> so now, the story goes on, you know? So that's what happened. Alan passes away, and, you know, um, it's funny because one night, you know, it gets kind of weird here when, you know, the sun starts going down and everything. And it got, um, it was getting dark. And I was closing one of the gates and I heard this big old tumbleweed rolling. I heard something behind me. I turn around and this big eight foot tumbleweed was rolling right next to me and it just freaked <laughs> me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I'll let, I'll let, Anyway, we just had somebody so, knock on our door,
1: but yeah, so 19, that you know, nineteen
0: seventy—that
1: was kind of brother. Yeah, I, that was the nineteen seventy. Goes home, be with the Lord. Now there was a guy that um, was preaching with him and working with him, Don Stewart. He assumes, yeah. uh, or he take. Let me say, he he takes uh, the reins, and uh, I don't think he has it more than about a year, year and a half, two years tops. He wants to move the operations from Miracle Valley, I guess, up to uh, maybe Phoenix area, if my memory serves me. But um, fast forward, um, he goes in a totally different direction. He changes the name of the magazine from Miracle's Magazine to Miracle Magazine. Uh, he, he goes under the name Don Stewart Evangelistic Association. And uh, it's like he's going in a, another direction. But um, is the story true that at some point in time, Don Stewart, he sells the um, he sells the property to the Assemblies of God, and they turn it into a uh, Latino Bible college? What's the story on that that you know? Yeah,
0: in 1995, uh, Southern Arizona Bible College was the Latin Assemblies. I think it was the Southern Assemblies or something like that. They started a Bible college, and it was called Southern Arizona Bible College, S-A-B-C. So they get here in 95, and in 1981, they're actually leasing the property. In 1981, there was a great fire in the back, and Don Stewart was in charge of Allen Ministries by then because after two years that Allen passed away, they made him president of the Bible College. Okay. So he, he um, you know, the insurance was going to do a payoff, and so what he worked out with the assemblies is, you give me... The payoff, which is a million something, and we'll give you the Bible College at a dollar a year as long as you stay here twenty years. They were already here what five years or six years, so they made the deal and they carried on with that deal for now. There's years. a lot of stories I've heard from the sto- students of SABC. I mean, that I-, I can have you here three or four more days. <laughs> so there's a
1: lot that transpired the story- there. And oh. am I correct oh, that? Oh yeah, you. You had a brother that actually attended the college there, or did you go to the college? Yes, yeah, Sa- Samuel
0: Betancourt in 1986. I never came to the college, but I was called into the ministry in 1983. And the reason we ended up at Rhema is because when I married Rose, I shared with her what I, you know, God called me into the ministry, go to Bible college, blah, blah, blah when we ended up on this property, this is what the Bible college he was talking about. You know how when God calls you into something, he only gives you one word? He doesn't give you the whole paragraph and the picture, which right. is kind
1: of cheating, but whatever. <laughs> sure. My grandmother so, would me, um, had a, that kind of relationship with the Lord. Uh, she would say, son, I was uh, praying, and the Lord gave me a word. And I said, what he say? It was just one word. And I said, what are you yeah. going to do with that? Well, I've got to meditate and pray and and, study, and the Lord will kind of flesh it out for me, give me more details. So um, there's a Bible college there for 20 years. There's uh, some other events that transpire fire. And uh, there's even a shootout over there uh, with a group oh, yeah. across the street. But um, moving forward in time, um, the years continue on and the place kind of goes into uh, uh, more disrepair. a dormant. And yep, for five years it sat here dormant and desolate. Now that's about the time I think I was looking at some videos over the years, and I, I watched some YouTube video and uh, or read some article, and and I, I see this place out in the desert. I said, "Man, what's going on with that place out there?" And there was talk of maybe there would be vandals that would come in and you know try to break windows and um, and then fast forward down the line. Um, I think there was there's a couple people that took it and uh, and then uh let's pick back up. Uh God puts it on your heart to drive down there. Now had you been there before? Uh or was this the first time and you see it driving down the road uh on the horizon? Pick up about right no. there. I was here in 1986
0: because I was called into the ministry in '83, and I was looking at Bible college, so I ended up here. Okay. And um, thinking that I was going to go to Bible college here, and then when I went back home to San Jose, California, something happened in my life where I couldn't go to Bible college. I ended up raising four kids by myself. So, um, you know, I rolled forward. So many years, and then in 1995, I I read the book, and I didn't know it was Miracle Valley. I All I knew was Hereford, and we were at Southern Arizona Bible College. In 1995, I buy a book by Robert Slyrdan, and he talks about God's generals. And the last story on there was A. A. Allen. And I looked at the map, and it said Miracle Valley, and I just froze for a second. I go, wait a minute. I was there. Wow. You know, I was there at Miracle Valley. So since then, it's been one of those, you know, thorns on my rib. I got to go back to Miracle Valley. I got to go check it out, you know. Yes. And like I said, I met Rose and we shared our hearts and we ended up at Rama After graduating from Rama of course, we learned a lot about faith and a lot about the generals and, and so forth. And, of course, Alan was one of the. The guys we, we, we studied over there also, so we decided when we were going back to California just to drive through here and see what the property was about, and then that's when I seen that it was dormant and desolate again. So Amazing. That's, that's,
1: now, when you went yeah. over to inspect the property before buying it, uh, what, did you, what did you find there? Um, how would you describe the oh. property? What did it look like?
0: It was it was a ghost town. It was a mess. It was I mean the weeds were like at least six to, to eight foot tall. Whoa. You know, matter of fact, when you walk around the weeds, you you would see rats. You know, <laughs> rats, snakes, the weirdest looking bugs. Um,
1: of course, coyotes. frogs, coyotes. Whoa. You know, what, what? did you <laughs> just, ever come up just all upon any rattlesnakes out there? Oh, yeah, yeah. plenty of them. I've killed plenty of them. And then,
0: uh, then, uh, you know, of course, the tumbleweeds. You know, the tumbleweeds always, you know, stuck out to me, you know. And I didn't even know at that time after I purchased it that I had a well. I'm a city boy. I call up the water company and say, can you go ahead and open up the well and put it in my name or, you know, the the spigot or whatever it is. And somebody drove on the – after I was here two days and I was sitting at the At the dorm, at the actual prayer tower there, I was just hanging off the side of the roof, and some motorhome pulls up and it says, Hey, is Mr. So and so here? And that was the prior owner. And I said, No, I bought the place. He goes, Do you know about the well? I go, Well. So he took me back to it, and there it was, missing all kinds of wires and he started telling me stories yeah my uncle got healed of cancer from this water and we took 50 gallons back east to my aunt and she got healed of leukemia and there's a lot of stories from this well
1: of healing and I'm like what amazing so anyway now you get there and um, it's abandoned Um, what do you do just turn on the light switch and and start church (laughs) No. no that's the easy part
0: um, turning on the light switch. No, God make it, made sure that we were committed. We found out that we couldn't get electricity on the buildings until we had all the overheads changed. You know, the, the services into the, each building and, of course, the panels. And they were looking at fifteen to $2,000 per building as a deposit because wow. we're new to the area. But they gave me, of all the electricity that they did give me, it was only to the well without a deposit, go figure. So they gave me electricity to the well, so we had water. Of course it was like a sprinkler system because the minute we turned on the water, the whole campus was flooding in every bathroom and you name it because in the area they had drug people and they would always steal the anything that was brass or copper and they came in there and they looted the place like crazy. But we ended up spending two years before we had any electricity, Two years on the property. Two years? Without electricity. Holy Two cow. Two years on the property without electricity. What do you do? So doing? we had a generator going. We, I went to three generators. Somebody told me about solar panels. And at that time, solar panels were like $3,000 for you know a small amount of panels and you know all this money. So what we would do is we would use the generator during the day to keep the refrigerator going, whatever electricity we needed, even the internet. And uh, at night, we would turn off the um, – the, the generator and take the frozen water that we had in the freezer and put it underneath to keep the refrigerator cool overnight until the next morning we start up the generators again so we did that for two years.
2: See, we also had um, we we also ha- had bought a, a fifteen hundred dollar uh, fifth wheel which nothing and it was working. <laughs> And, um, because we had no place to stay, the building was pretty much abandoned and messy and Nasty nat- rat- just rats and so we we stayed in that uh, camper for a few months and it's just got to be down to 30 degrees Wow. and there were bees uh that would come inside there somehow and we'd have to kill those and we I mean we we lived the camp life and finally we thought it's really cold in here we need to get into that building so we started with one bedroom because there's 12 bedrooms in there and we and we kind of At the best Pool of Bethesda place. that's where we were parked right yeah. next to. You. Let me we tell started, you something. There was a kitchen there. It, it didn't have, it was really run down, nasty, very nasty. But um, I guess when they had the Pool of Bethesda, they, the kitchen was there, but they didn't do cooking there. They cooked at the um, cafeteria, and then they'd bring the food over there. So we had to remodel that. And um, it just we working around the generator and the ice cubes and turning things on and turning things off, it was kind of crazy but we survived and there were times we'd be down to beans and rice and someone miraculously would just come to the to the door and bring a bunch of fresh organic produce and um, that's how god fed us at groceries. times you know groceries um let me say this.
1: Here. y'all are people servants of the lord after god's heart um most people would would not have been able to stay more than a few weeks. They said, "I'm out of here, no power." <laughs> but y'all <laughs> weathered the storm yeah. until the day that um, the county said, "Yeah, we'll turn the lights back on for you." Now I know that was a glorious day when you got some power finally, uh, <laughs> yeah. beyond what a generator would produce. But you know, this is almost like um, what the, some of the pioneers had to do. Uh, they go out there, oh, yeah. you know, out west or to Alaska, and uh, you know, off the power grid, literally. And uh, now this is a massive place. Uh, some buildings in better shape than others. What was just the feeling? Waking up every day, uh, being right there at the the epicenter of Camp Meeting capital of the world, even in that shape, uh, needing a lot of repairs. How did you feel? Did you feel an anointing, a peace, I, a, a joy? I felt I felt peaceful,
0: like I was home. You know, not that I grew up in a rat-ridden house place and everything else, but when you're in God's will, doesn't matter what's around you. You know, you're right there in the center of His heart, doing what you're supposed to do.
1: Mm-hmm. and um, there's a there's a lot of upkeep that goes with uh, a property that big. Um, Amen, brother. What were some of the What are some of the things you got to do uh, as a caretaker of that size of property? And you didn't like I, have a whole staff working for you, did you? No, we didn't have no staff working for us. As a matter of fact, when I first drove into the property, that was
0: in February the 26th or the 27th of 2014, Rose was still back in Oklahoma packing. And when I drove in there and I opened up the mini-door vans, I was actually opening up the doors to the van and actually pushing the weeds down grass. Wow! So what I did is I didn't have a lawnmower at the time. So I just had a wrinkly push mower, but out here you need a brush hog with a big tractor and everything else. What I would do is I would tie that mower to the back of the van, put a bunch of bricks on it, and just drive <laughs> drive around the property and knock down whatever I could just to, just to clean up the area a little bit. It's kind of comical because if I made a U-turn, it would start taking off around me, trying to pass me up so I'd have to speed up.
2: <laughs> tell, tell them how we ran the first generator... With Alan's trailer, and we'd have to pull. This is this is with Alan's trailer. No, sure. I mean his tractor.
0: Remember, we oh, we had some tractor that we purchased along with that motorhome. And what we did, we had another a PTO generator that the gentleman sold us. So he sold us a tractor, a PTO generator, and a trailer, the fifth wheel trailer. The tractor
2: for, was what from the 50s. Yeah, it was Alan?
0: a 1958. No, it was a 1958 um, Fordson tractor from England. But I hooked it up. It had a PTO. I hooked it up to the generator, and I bought this 300-foot cable. So I parked the tractor in the generator because it was noisy over there by the boys' dorm, and I ran the wire up to our panel and lit up the whole building like a Christmas tree. So I would run it, <laughs> I Amazing. Would run it until about 9 o'clock. I don't care how cold it was. I'd have to go out there and turn it off. So I would run out there, and it was freezing cold in my jammies. Turn it off, and then try to find my way back home. Because if I didn't have the right, because it was when the lights go out out here, and if it's not a full moon, you don't know where you're at. You know. So I would have this little funky little flashlight, and I tried my try to find my way back home, hoping I wouldn't be chased by a coyote, a javelina, which is <laughs> the ugliest pigs I've ever seen in this Ooh, world. Wow. And, <laughs> <laughs> they get all kinds but, of you know out there. We were still in God's will, and we loved it. We loved it. We miss that place today. Even you know, we still go across the street. Nobody's supposed to know that, but now everybody, the whole world knows. We still go across the street and pray on the problem. Well, then there
2: names. was one time uh, when we first got into the the building there, um, Louis. There's there's two sides to the building, uh, the Pool of Bethesda with double doors. And it was pitch black outside, and we ain't seeing that well in the dark. So, But Louis was locking the doors, and as he was locking the second door, and he was facing the door, he heard something come down one of the little roadways right next to that pool of Bethesda. He said it sounded like a, a gargoyle with wings and, and big feet, almost like the size of a dinosaur, Wow! stomping, stomping. And he was facing the door, and he said, I'm dead. I'm just dead
0: <laughs> And it sounded like a freight train it started
2: really quiet and then it just went
0: <laughs> I mean flapping wings yeah, and all it and, was and then all of
2: a sudden he, he, he turned around quick, real quick to see what it was, flashed the light and it just disappeared, totally disappeared yeah. it was something that uh, from what I understand someone said that, that it occupied that until we showed up it took off
1: let me it's say something an, folks a demonic force. this is an amazing story That is unfolding. We're live with Pastor Louis and Rose Betancourt, right there at Miracle Valley, Arizona. And, um, you know, I really believe had the Lord not brought y'all in and y'all bade the Lord to purchase a property and stay there and take care of it, um, the enemy would have probably destroyed and there would be nothing standing today. Um, So you got this a call from the Lord to come down there and uh, a, a gigantic uh, a cleanup project you have to undertake and, yes. and maintenance. And, yes. uh, you know, folks, uh, it'd be easy if you had a whole crew, but uh, they didn't have the crew and they're rolling up their sleeves and doing it themselves and uh, taking care exactly. of the property for the Lord. Um, fast forward, there's a, there's an issue of some back taxes that... Uh, y'all were saddled with that were not yours and um and um what would be the best way to describe what took place after that and where we're at today with the property
0: well the taxes were were on the property before we got there because the state of arizona had a receivership because they took um, ownership of a loan company that made loans to the whole state of Arizona and this property was one of them. There was many other clients around Arizona that had other issues too. And then the, the county office here, the tax assessor, taxed the property like it was the Taj Mahal, but they shouldn't have taxed it at such a high, high rate of tax. And then that uh, receivership company, when they sold us the property... They actually said, you know, we will pay the taxes as long as we pay, make our payments, which we did. There were seven parcels on the property. They paid the two the two um, valuable ones uh, that we thought, which were the frontage road that we still own, 16 acres on the frontage road, and another six acres right behind the 16 uh, acres in the front that yes. we still own. Those were paid. The other five parcels were not paid, and we got stuck with them. We tried to work out something with the county. they wouldn't work with us, and we couldn't get 600,000, because it was originally 200,000. But interest and penalties it came wow. out to that. They asked us to get off the property. There was a gentleman, they gave us 10,000 dollars. He says, "Take this money, go get a lawyer." We get a lawyer. The lawyer says, "Go bankrupt. You still have to pay the taxes." But you get to stay on the property, and then you owe us $175,000. I looked at him, and I go, no, I'm not going to go bankrupt. I'm not going to get up, and I'm going to get off the property. I'm just going to obey the law of the land and do what God wants us to do. So we did. We got off the property. We've been across the street ever since. You know, there's been a lot of accusations given to us and everything. Now, can I tell you about what God woke me up with, that one word that said, well?
1: Yes. Now, folks— we are alive and God has a prophetic word for this property at the same time the enemy for decades has been trying to destroy it and would like to have raised it to the ground to where there had been nothing remaining. In fact wasn't there someone who was um, thinking about uh, just turning the whole thing into a jail or something like
0: that? Yeah. Apparently, you know, when you're in a small town like this, a lot of gossip gets around. And, of course, you know, um, a lot of stuff gets around. Then the county is looking for a spot to put in a new jail. And, of course, everybody's pointing out to Miracle Valley. They should turn it into a dump. They should turn it into a jail. We need another Walmart. You know, it just goes back and forth and back and forth. But you know what? Ain't Nobody, nobody can, out, you know, uh, work God on this. If He wants it there, it's going to stay there. And He'll use people to make sure that it stays there. And He's been using people. absolutely. You know? See, what, God be-
2: showed, what God showed us uh, when Alan prophesied about restoration, restoration does not necessarily mean taking something old and making just restoring it the way it was. Restoration means restoring something to its original Purpose. So, what what does that original purpose? What might it look like? Yes. According to according to a sketch that we saw from Alan's days, it was a city. That it was it was bigger than what what we see over here. It looked nothing like what's over here. So, uh, with that said, I just thought I'd throw that in there.
1: So. One um, uh, thing to insert, and then, Brother Louie, I want you to give the dream. Um, go ahead. So they started out with about 2,000 acres. There's the uh, subdivision <laughs> across the street, all this Correct. complex. Um, Brother Allen goes home, be with Jesus, and now 53 years later, um, it's been reduced the main area to, what, about 37 and a half acres? What do you think happened to the other almost 1,900 acres? Were they sold off well, over the years by people? Don Stewart actually um, subdivided
0: it and sold it off into different lots and acreages and everything else over the years. Wow. And when we bought it, we, we had 63 acres. And when the county took it over, they took over 37 acres. And that's what they're going to be auctioning off, 37 acres. And we still own 16 on the front and 6 on the back. Wow. Okay, And the 16 16 in the front is the major entrance to the Bible College. The Bible College is not landlocked, but nobody can actually legally drive in through the front of our property and go into the Bible College. They have to go down Bethlehem towards the cemetery and then go in there. Mind you, there is a cemetery out here that Alan started, too, and he's buried in it.
1: So today in 2023, there's um, the original buildings. What's left of them? Um, about 37 half acres and the uh, what? board of supervisors takes the land and then uh, a year back what do they decide to do they're going to auction it and um, fast forward uh, tell us about what's going on now and what God showed you recently well um, the
0: county has um, they decided they're not going to tear down the building they were going to do some demolition and um there was a group that was put together by Rebecca Allen, which was um, Allen's great-great-granddaughter, and they they got their organization all put together because they do want to purchase the property too, but she fought for it not to be um, knocked down. So with that said, they're not knocking down the buildings. On um, September the 11th to the September the 22nd, they're going to have a, a, an online auction for the property. It starts off at 325000 and it could go up from there. The property was assessed at $1.2 million. So, But in our hearts, I mean, I've, I've looked at all different angles. I've met with four different attorneys and given them our stories and looked at different angles and everything. There was always the closed door. But one morning, at about 1.30 in the morning, the Lord woke me up and had that one word. Do you know that one word that we're always talking about? He had the word Well. Well, and I'm like, well, well. So, um, I looked in Genesis and he was talking about Abraham. Okay, Abraham passed away and Abraham's well was buried. And then he told me, Alan passed away and Alan's well was buried. Along came Isaac and he tried to dig up the wells. And that could, you know, be. Myself or anybody else that tried to get the Bible college going. The first word that he came up with, what was the name of the word? Um, the first word as they were um, trying to dig up the well, Isaac was trying to dig up the well. Um, he had quarreling within the group. So um, he buried that well, went on to another well. He, he dug up that well, and um, they had accusations on that well. So he buried that one and he went to another place which was a clear space and dug a brand new well. This is the same headache that we had over there. Every time we tried to do something, people would accuse us of stuff. People would quarrel about certain things and everything else. Not knowing that we were buying property for the future for us to start another church, we were acquiring property across the street from Miracle Valley and one of the buildings... Before I had this meeting, the Lord said, empty out this building because it has all our household goods on it. It has a lot of stuff. Mind you, we, we went from 14 buildings full of stuff and, and, a, and a thrift store down to one 40 by 50 foot building that we've emptied out several times and now we're at the last end of it. God said, you emptied this space and I will fill it. The last well that Isaac went to dig up, the the word on there that they use, he gave us a clear space. space. An open space. So God basically told us, leave Miracle Valley, let it go. And we did. We let it go. Mind you, we still own 16 acres up front. And the other investors in that, they want their hundred and eighty five thousand to be, you know, paid off to them and then they would leave us alone or otherwise they'll take that away from us too. But God said don't even don't even go to the auction. So we're not going to go to the auction to try to buy it out. We are working on what God gave us over here on this side, which is clear space. And the biggest thing about ministers these days, they just don't listen to the Lord. Sometimes they want their own ego out there. They want to do their own thing. You listen to the Holy Spirit and you're obedient. You can be blessed more than what you even think of. So I'm going to have Rose read right now that verse in, in, in um, Genesis 26. And she'll read exactly what I kind of told you.
2: Yes. So Isaac moved away from there, camped in the valley, so you see the word valley, of Gerar, and lived there. Isaac dug out again the wells that were dug during the lifetimes of his father Abraham. The Philistines had closed them up after Abraham's death, and we were kind of looking at Alan's death. Isaac gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug wells in the valley and found a well there with fresh water. That's Alan's well. Isaac's shepherds argued with Gerar shepherds, each claiming, this is our water. We've had a lot of people come by saying, I'm going to be like Alan. We had, there's a lot of fighting and arguing going on over the property through the years. Who's going to do what and who's going to get the name? So they're saying, this is our water. So Isaac named the well Isik, which means quarrel, because they quarreled with him. They dug another well and argued about it too, so he named it Sitnah, which means accusation. He left there and dug another well, but they didn't argue with him. The, the key word is he left there. He left from there and dug another well. And he named it, they didn't argue with him. He named it Rehoboth, which means open spaces, and said, Now the Lord has made an open space for us and has made, fertile, made us fertile in the land. Then he went up from Gerar to Beersheba. The Lord appeared to him that night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Don't be afraid because I am with you. I will bless you, and I will give you many children, souls... For, for for my servant Abraham's sake so Isaac built an altar there and worshiped in the Lord's name Isaac pitched his tent there and his servants dug a new well now we found when we were on the property a lot of people would come and visit and want little pieces of this and that it almost like they were bowing to the stuff and it, the focus was the buildings and the stuff instead of worshiping the Lord uh, the same what they're saying here Isaac pitched his tent in the new place, and they worshipped the Lord God, so God showed us about this place across the street where we are, you know God, God's original plan for man uh, was the same he gave to Adam uh, to, to multiply be fruitful, multiply subdue and take dominion of the earth that plan has never changed and we're not we're not, uh, we're not taking sides as the body of Christ, we're supposed to take over so this is a property that God wants to use for His glory. And He always told us, when we were over there, and I always felt this in my spirit, I want to do a new thing, a brand new thing. Um, we, we, uh, we cherish the generals that did great things for God, that left a great legacy behind. But at the same time, examples. We, there are examples... But we don't bow to them; that we don't idolize them. Yes, and God is against that because He's the only one that is to be worshipped. Yes. So, so we have pretty much stayed out of this whole auction thing, and God has us focusing on uh, this our uh, warehouse and turning it into a worship center and beginning there. Uh, we're going to call it Miracle Valley Worship Center. When we were on the property, we did have small church services over there. Uh, buried away, we didn't really advertise, it was small people didn't know it was there the place looked abandoned, but this is right on the roadside, people can see it and the community that originally was Alan's that he started over here that has changed into a needy place, let's put it that way, Mm, needy people (laughs) Uh, yeah, Um, so this place across the street here is where we are located now, and we've had uh, people come by a few years ago, that a prophet gave them a word that there would be a strip mall. He saw the strip mall across the street and there would be preaching in the strip mall. And so we've had words, and I I sense such a presence of God as we're talking here. Um, God said he wanted to do a new thing and he wants more than one man or just one woman to get involved. Uh, The original the original purpose was to train others to do the gospel. That was the original purpose.
1: I tell you, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I feel the Spirit of the Lord as you're speaking tonight. Folks, we are live here on Friday, September 1st, 2023, on location in Miracle Valley. We got Pastor Louis and Rose Betancourt, and God has got. A plan there for Miracle Valley. Now, this is exciting. A open space, a brand new well. And again, Miracle Valley is just not those 37 and a half acres. It was a big 2,000 acre spread. Uh, you own property. property.
0: It's a valley. It's from mountain to mountain. God walked on this property from mountain to mountain. Wow. Alan has a prophecy also about that, and he spoke about it wow. in that video that we have on our YouTube yes. channel. And he talks about it mountain where he walked from mountain to mountain. This is my valley. This is
2: my valley. He wants the whole valley.
1: Yep. You're in the valley now. Do you have a name for your ministry there? You're going to be opening up a church. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: yeah we changed our, our our ministry name to Miracle Valley International Revival Center. Um, the church is going to be called Miracle Valley Worship Center. Of wow. course, you know how you have your main name and you have subdivisions. We were known as the Youth pad when we first came here, but we changed it. so we are a 501 C3 here in Arizona, and we started it in in Oklahoma so um, that's that's now you have right you
1: have a warehouse uh, you want to transform into the church. Front and Correct.
0: It's a 40 by 50 foot warehouse. It's a tin building, fairly brand new, and it's 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 that's where we're housed at right now.
1: Now, folks, get a pencil and paper here in a minute. I'm going to get them to give contact information, how you can reach them, you can learn more, you can partner with them. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, so you're right there. You've got property there in the Miracle Valley subdivision, and then right across the street, you also have property. Do you have enough property there that you could put up if you wanted to run a tent revival? Put up a tent? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That 16 acres up front, I could probably put 10 large tents across the street easily. That's huge. I mean, amazing. yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big.
2: Alan
1: used to put his big, huge tent in front of the tabernacle
0: right on that same property that we have right now.
1: Listen, I can envision you've got the church there, and then you run a revival, and you put the tent up too. Um, oh yeah Do as a matter believe- of fact right next to our our building
0: there on on the um 10 building that we have there the commercial building we have a lot that's that's adjacent to the church there or the building there that can ask you can actually put a large tent on it too so we have some clear land here we have clear space, space. Yeah. <laughs> we have open space and
1: <laughs> opportunity to to build um Do you have a website or a YouTube page or an email you can give out? How do people reach you in the ministry? Well, right
0: now it's through our email address, which is miraclevalleytoday at yahoo.com. Also, our Facebook is miraclevalleytoday at Yahoo. uh, Of course, Facebook, miraclevalleytoday, Facebook. And then our YouTube channel is miraclevalleytoday. And the reason that name came up is when I first got on the property, there was a gentleman here... And I miss him very much, um, but he he was here um, for many years as um, Alan's record pressing guy, and he did a lot of things. He was a truck driver, but um, he told me you should change that name for Miracle Valley, and that grieved me. So when he left, I ended up sleeping, you know, in the minivan because that was the first week I was there all by myself. And the Lord goes, no, that's Miracle Valley today. Today's the day of salvation. This is what I'm doing here today. So that's where I came up with that name of Miracle Valley Today.
1: Wow. Now, Brother Louie and Sister Rose, do I understand that you may also be considering uh, starting a podcast as well?
0: Yes, we are. We're working all those details out. Mind you, we're not good at all this electronic stuff, you know. You give me a hammer, I'll build you a house. But you give me a piece of wire and try to connected to the internet I'm <laughs> I'm still working on those issues you
2: know <laughs> and we're also finding that media today is a big uh, source for the gospel and for people hearing the word um, so we've decided that we're going to be doing something called miracle minutes and um, oh, I love that you know it's great just putting some something daily on there to encourage people and to just be open with the public, because since the COVID, I understand that seventy percent of the of the body of Christ does not attend church anymore. So we're so we need to reach people, and God is using media to do that today.
1: Oh, this is beautiful. I mean, look, I envision well, you could have your church there. You could also set up. Um, video camera and stream your even your uh, services worldwide there's so much you can do now to reach people that even Alan didn't have uh, some of the same cable that we have today Exactly. Well, and with that
0: said, we're planning on putting two cameras across the street where we live now, facing the tabernacle, so you guys can see what's going on. To whoever buys it, I'm still believing that somebody's going to purchase it and give it back to us because yeah. God gives you something back when you let it go. So we're letting it cool. go, but we're going to plant two cameras, and they'll be streaming seven, seven twenty, you know, twenty four seven across the street, and you can see what's going on, and also some Allen music. But we would love to be on your program at least once a week every Friday if you allow us. To. Oh man.
1: That would be I, I would, be would be great. Honored. I would be honored. Uh, it's such a it's such a, uh, a, uh, a a strange thing that happened in my life. A um, year and a half almost 2 years ago. I I just became driven to uh learn anything I could about this Ministry, and I as I would watch some of these programs, um, I said, "Dear God, I haven't seen anything like this uh, today, like I'm seeing in the Miracles Today program." But yet, it's the same God. Uh, so, yeah, the problem doesn't lie with God; it's with us today. Uh, if God exactly. could do this in you know night in the late fifties and sixties, surely he could do it today. And uh, as Brother Louie will tell you. Uh, my days and nights flipped upside down. I literally took two months off of Omega Man Radio. Some people were very angry by that. And uh, I said, I just got to work on this project. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, I went hunting for anything I could uh, on eBay because the, the collector in me jumped out. And I'm looking for records or magazines. Hey, Brother Louie, what do you got? Uh, what can you tell me about this? And he helped me fill in a lot of the gaps. And um, I said, this is amazing. How could this happen? I mean, the I, and I thought to myself, the devil, man, he hate the, he hates that ministry. He tried to destroy yeah. it. In fact, he tried to burn it down. And I'm thinking, yeah. uh, how hard it is to find some of these books. I mean, uh, they've almost like all disappeared. As I'm trying to hunt things down, and uh, even this past week, uh, I was on eBay and I saw some of the original Miracle magazines. People were bidding three hundred dollars. For one copy, I said, "This is nuts." Um, it is, and uh, make a long story longer. I'm looking <laughs> everywhere that I can to find anything. eBay, Amazon. Look, I even ordered a LP record I found in Japan. I don't know if I told you that, but uh, oh yeah, it was in Japan. And I, I said, "Well, send it over." Well, I'm on Facebook one day, and. Um, I'm over there in the marketplace, and I said, I haven't looked over here for anything, again. and I found a Miracle magazine. Somebody was cleaning out a house, and they had one, and they put it up there for sale, and she had one more, so I bought them both, and, and then it dried up, and I went over to look one day, and all of a sudden, this ad pops out. It had only been up there about 14 hours. It said, "Lock for Sale, Miracle Valley. I said, you got to be kidding me. I wonder what that's going for. And they were asking $2,000. And my eyeballs popped out. And I said, man, this can't be real. And I tried to get a hold of the person for three days. And I said, this is probably a scam. Lo and behold, I finally got somebody. I said, what's going on? You got a property? They said, yeah. Uh, it's just a you know patch of dirt. And um, I'm 53 years old. I've never owned anything in my life in terms of property. I, ha- I checked my bank account. I had a, a little bit of savings there. And I said, what the heck? I don't know why, but I feel driven to do it. I bought my first piece of property, and it's a little lot over there in that subdivision. Uh, And we're neighbors. We're neighbors neighbors now. And I'm over here in Bali, Indonesia, about 27 hours by plane. What the heck did I do that for? I have no idea, but I felt like I had to do it. And uh, Brother Louie showed me an old map of what it used to be called, and they've changed the name of that street, but it used to be called Chariots of Fire Drive. And that got me excited. Now... I don't know that I'll ever visit Miracle Valley. I don't know uh, still why God had me do that. But I just felt like I had to have a piece of what God was doing in that valley for maybe what He's going to do in the future. And who knows? I mean, look, um, there's not anything I do with the property. You'd have to build a house. Like you couldn't put a trailer on anything. But I don't know still the whole story of what's going on here. But I'm getting excited tonight. Hearing you, tell me what God has put on your heart to do, an open space, a brand new well, and uh, let me ask you this. For people that may be tuning in and want to partner with you and help you in this effort, is there a way they can give to support your ministry? Can you use help? Is there anything you need out there? Um, what would you like to give to the people out there like Brother, to be a part of. We need help
0: it. left and right. We need help from people that can help us out with the internet. Uh, um, right now, we have uh, we've paid up GoDaddy to um, house our information. You know, our website up there, but we still have to build it. Yes, we stopped it when we got off the property. Um, we need help with finances. Money is always helpful. We got to get the church going inside. We'd like to purchase what I, idea that I had or the Holy Spirit gave me the other day is to purchase a tent and put it inside the building that we have right now because it's going to take a lot of money to put up walls and everything else. But if we get a tent, we can put it inside and we can have services right now because it would be kind of like legal and, you know, it would be nice and cool and everything else because it's pretty hot down here. But right now, my phone number, 520-224-8520, if you'd like to call us. We can tell you where you can donate also through our email address miraclevalleytoday at com, and of course you know if you want to see our videos and we're going to be posting more especially before the sale of the property in case you want to see each building and what it needs it'll be on our youtube channel too and we're going to do some more videos there soon but Today at yahoo.com that would be the best way to contact us right now
1: this is exciting uh before we close um if someone wanted to to give to support your ministry, uh, when they contact you, do you have anything like PayPal or Cash App or other ways they can support your work?
0: Yes, we have PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, a um, Corzell, um, and like I said, if you if you email us or call us direct, I can give you that information. Perfect. And um, that's awesome. And I think it would be easier that way for right now.
1: Man, I would love to see y'all produce some regular videos and content right there from ground zero of God's Miracle Valley. And uh, do you see uh, any doors of evangelism also spreading over the border there into Mexico? You're right there on the border, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's um,
0: that's a prime area right there, and it's also very dangerous. The deeper you go in, the, the crazier it gets. We've had a lot of uh, crazy things happen in the last few years here. You know? Wow. People getting shot by the cartel and everything else. So it's pretty dangerous. But we don't have to go too far to minister to people here. I mean, in our backyard here at Miracle Valley. I mean, when we when we owned the property across the street, we would see drug runners in their backpacks go through our property, go across the street, wow. go into the neighborhood, and they did deliver their drugs back here. So there's there's <clears throat> there's cartel people back here too. You well, know? you know
1: what? If so we there was a place that need. Needed to be rebirthed. It's right there because a lot of people need Jesus. Um, oh yeah! Listen, this has been exciting to have y'all both on here tonight, Sister Rose. Anything else you would like to add to this program?
2: Um. Well, I just want to say that if this has been an exciting journey for us, and you know, we certainly would cherish anybody's prayers. And any other and any of their support, um, because this this what well, to me it's like what God told me, I, you know when we pray the Our Father and we would say, um, you know like heaven on earth, okay, and so when I when I got on the property that was a big one, you know that we were going to produce the kingdom. Bring it to heaven on bring like a heaven on earth and and when God said be fruitful multiply subdue so and take dominion of the earth He wants us to spread the kingdom and the kingdom of God is not a religion it's the government of heaven on earth and we're not like I said we're, we're the ones that should be taking over not taking sides so I think that's been my heart too is to and then whatever you put your hand to do. Wherever your feet will tread, it says God will give it to you. So that's what we're believing for. Amen?
0: And if anybody wants us to go to their church and give our stories or even preach, they're more than welcome to contact us through that email.
1: This is awesome. Um, what is the next biggest city to uh, Miracle Valley if someone wanted to fly into the area, uh, meet you? Uh, where are you? Are you closest like Phoenix? Where are you at geographically? Well,
0: they would have to fly into Tucson. Tucson north of us is about an hour and thirty minutes to their international airport. From there there's Phoenix and that's three and a half hours from here. Okay. But that's the closer. Now, if you have a helicopter, I, I will allow you to land on our sixteen acres in front of the property here if you like. <laughs>
1: oh. We gotta talk about that on another program. There used to be a airstrip there and some famous people yep. flew into there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Wayne and some others. Amazing story tonight. I want to thank you all for coming on. Um, I hope I didn't hold you too long, but uh, I want to get you all back on. And um, thank you for honoring us and, and giving us some of your time tonight. Sister Rose, would you like to close us in prayer?
2: Okay. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity and this time and this open space even this airtime as an open space and an opportunity to spread your word, Lord, to get the word out there. Father, to expand your kingdom, like you said, to be fruitful, to multiply, and to keep multiplying, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that that has been your original agenda from day one, and you have not changed the assignment. So, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for whoever is out there who wants to join us in taking back territory on earth for the kingdom of god father bless them and use them for your glory uh bless our brother shannon for giving us this opportunity to um and his family for giving us this opportunity and father in jesus name we just thank you and we give you all the praise amen
1: Amen. love you both god bless you thank you for your time and um I'll be uploading this uh, here in the next hour, folks. Please uh, get a copy, share it with your friends, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Brother Louie and Sister Rose. God bless y'all.
2: Amen. God bless you. Thank Thank you so much,
1: brother. We'll see you soon. Folks, what an amazing story. God's not done in Miracle Valley. Amazing story, and of course, we can't go through all the history of the great things that God did and, um, and will do again. But I hope that gave you a general overview of some of the history and the story of Miracle Valley. And um, I'm looking forward to having Brother Louie and Sister Rose back on to share more. We'll give them the microphone and let them preach. Uh, I'm excited about what God is doing in their ministry there. And uh, I still don't understand it all, but God's doing something great. And I I, uh, I told the late Dr. Erica Shepard, who had been out to Miracle Valley back in the 80s, I said, Dr. Erica, I don't understand. I just feel compelled, drawn to Miracle Valley and this whole ministry that was taking place down there. Uh, was it simply to... Um, learn and glean from the teaching and ministry or is there some greater part that God has in store in my own life or for me down there I don't know I really don't understand it all right now but I I say this same God that was doing miracles today then he can do them today in 2023 to people that have faith and love the Lord and call according to His purpose and will step out and serve the Lord. So, this is an exciting ministry to get involved with. The ministry that God has placed uh, Brother Louie and Sister Rose to do there. they got boots on the ground. I encourage you to reach out to them and contact them. And if you'd like to get involved, um, they will tell you how you can do it. And um, I tell you what I would like to see. I would like to see conferences held on the ground there in Miracle Valley that have not been held there in probably decades of the, of the scale that they were doing back then. Could you imagine a school of deliverance taking place down there on the site in Miracle Valley? Uh, and you broadcast it. Now, that's the beautiful part. That's a, a base camp. And you say, well, how could I take part in it uh, other than to go down to that location in Hereford and Cochise County? Well, with the Internet, all things are possible. And as I was just uh, mentioning to the courts tonight, uh, when they opened the church here, they could televise that thing worldwide, stream it on YouTube. You could have deliverance conferences for people that want to go down there. Uh, and be there in person, but also any place in the world could also participate, as we've seen take place now, and uh, with ministries uh, using Zoom and StreamYard. So it's exciting, and uh, I tell you, I uh, I love the ministry of A. E. Allen and Miracle Valley, and um, I hope you enjoyed tonight's interview. And we'll definitely get uh, the courts back on to share more. Well. Praise the Lord. If you're new to this program, uh, we are broadcasting Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. Eastern. and We'll go later if we need to. And we're in our 13th season. We've got uh, 10,400 episodes to date that have been produced by the grace of God. They're all free. And uh, we are remastering the back archive. And I'm re-releasing them. Uh, on our podcast called Omega Man Reload and then all the current stuff we're doing live every day Monday through Friday here on our main Omega Man channel now links for both of those you can find at OmegaManRadio.com there you'll find out how you can tune in live how you can get the archives and even a dozen other platforms in addition to Podbean which is an app you can download to follow our shows uh, that also pick up the uh, programs like Amazon and Apple and google and there's a whole bunch of spotify you can also find me on facebook uh, and other platforms we've just added a couple new ones and I've got links to those on my website so if you haven't visited in the past couple days omegamanradio.com I would uh, encourage you to go over there and take a look and uh, with that uh, we're going to close out another week here on the program Um, again if you can't join us live no worries I'll take this program as a do-all, and I'll save it and upload it to the archive. And then uh, I encourage you to um, download it and uh, share it with a friend. We do need your help to get the word out to more listeners. And so you can do that by uh, sharing a program with a friend. God puts it on your heart to um, give a love offering to help fuel more broadcast like tonight you can do so also there at OmegaManRadio.com. We are listener-supported. have nothing to sell. No book as of yet, maybe one day. But we are supported through the generous love offerings of people like you tuning in tonight. And it helps us have enough fuel to go another day. So uh, any way you can help us, we're, we're uh, going to say thank you in advance. Uh, it's much appreciated. OmegaManRadio.com if you want to give. Okay, that's it. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, We thank you for this opportunity you gave us today. Bless everyone that came out or will listen later. Bless our speakers. Give everybody rest going into the weekend. Bring us back Monday. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Love you all, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Martin, Raymond, uh, Chabunka. I'm looking at the chat room here. Other people tuning in today. Wherever you're at, glad to have you. Luda, Sister Luda, God bless you. Elda, oh, uh, there was a prayer request, and lest I forget, let's pray. Uh, please pray for Marissa. She's in surgery. We're standing in God's word from Sister Elda. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we lift up Marissa. We ask God, you lose your healing angels in there to touch her. You sent your word, and you healed them. We're asking for that for Marissa right now. We rebuke the spirit of death in Jesus' name. We cover Marissa in the blood of Jesus and he curse sin against her. We break it and loose her from it. In Jesus' name she will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord Jesus. Father God, bless Marissa. Touch her right now. We say to Marissa, be healed and restored in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Folks, love you all. Thank you for tuning in and uh, If you want to contact me, OmegaManRadio.com. Have a great day. God bless.